0: How's the summer going, man? Yeah, I've been looking forward to talking with you and, and Jeremy. You and I are you and I are having coffee on Wednesday morning in person. Yeah. I'm very excited about that, Chris. Very excited. Um yeah, I gotta I mean, I gotta leave
1: crazy early anyway. So I thought I should leave early enough to to have time to stop for coffee. Listen, Indeed. You
0: pick you pick me up at my hotel, take me to where you want to go to coffee. And get me back to Shepard and I'll buy for us. Sweet. It's not a fair trade, but I'm offering it.
1: Anyone else we want to invite?
0: I have that there's there's potential for that, but I'll, I will I will uh text you about that. Yep. I was gonna see if it was just me and you time, I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll let you choose whatever you prefer.
0: Okay. If um you
1: need, if you need some therapy, I'll bring um. Steve betterhelp.com
0: okay thank you I appreciate that yeah man so how do we do this podcast again we kind of do check-ins on life and then check-ins on ministry and then we do like a culture corner you missed phrase. my little
1: segue I was like no, how, I, how's the summer going man what's
0: I, up I heard it I just I wasn't ready yet you just
1: I'm weren't ready for really,
0: it. I'm readier yeah. now but no, don't do it we've talked this summer i mean i think i th- i think we've podcasted since my last spartan race in july haven't we didn't we
1: um i lose track of time like that. i do too
0: listen the summer's been great our uh my daughter we've both,
1: we've both re we have both relocated one of our um one of our daughters offspring our
0: yeah yeah so my daughter's at grad school. We're moving my son back to his college. That's just you know 25 minutes away. Uh, this afternoon, he's he's super stoked to be getting back on campus and starting cross country camp and stuff this week. And um, then our high schoolers starting up. But it's been a it's been a great summer, man. Summer time with family, extended family. Um, I spoke at a camp in July on the Prairie Lakes district in Oh yeah, North Dakota. we have not talked since that. Yeah, that was fantastic, especially the paintballing part. Like there's no better therapy for me than shooting teenagers with paintballs where I get to cheat and and I'm on no one's team. You know, I'm just I am Ronan gone rogue in in the brush. So that was fun. Um yeah, did a Spartan race, did a Spartan Deca. Got another couple of those coming up. Got a terrain race. Have you ever heard a terrain race? Doing that with some people from my church.
1: Is that like a off-road, like an Xterra yeah. event? It's like
0: it's like Spartan light. Hmm. Yeah,
1: tough and, mudderish.
0: Um, and even like less intense than a tough mudder.
1: So there's but obstacles, but minimal.
0: Five k obstacles. Not as hard, flat. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So yeah, man, great uh, local ministry stuff. Are we just doing life updates right now? We're going to do local ministry too.
1: Go right into it, man. Go for it.
0: And the local ministry stuff's picking up. Um, really cool thing yesterday morning at our little in-between services drop-in connect time. I watched the incoming student body president at Northwest Nazarene university. It's going to be a senior meet a super senior. That's going to Utah state. That's grown up in our church. They, they met each other for the first time. As I was talking with both of them, as they came over just to grab a couple of snacks real quick and to say hi. And you know, the guy in Utah, he's he works in Alaska for the summer. And so he's not around a lot. And the other guy was working all summer, but in that brief five minute encounter, two dudes and, from completely different states but this is their home church one selected this as their home church during college they met each other and that's why we do that little connect thing and then scale out from there for monthly lunches so we're starting up our monthly lunches again in september the game nights have gone pretty good over the summer did a district young adult thing to an amusement park in salt lake city only got one young adult from my church to go but then we connected with a lot of young adults on the district and leaders that are doing stuff with young adults. And I think it's going to be an annual thing in our district that we just kind of like piggyback an NYI event that's already going. But we kind of do our own young adult thing alongside of it. Yeah. Um, State and young adult housing, that kind of a, a ministry resident thing that's going on in Salt Lake City with the Nazarene Church was awesome. So it's been a great adventure, man. Great local district field, having some great conversations. It's got a NDI regional conversation coming up here excited about um in a couple weeks and who instigated that well when when john comstock from ndi was at palcon out here he and i had a few conversations and a meal and out of it he's like hey should should i try to do this again if i set up a zoom call will you invite all the people kenny and i was like on it like pick some dates tell me that are good and and i'll get people there so it's happening there's people interested I'm inviting more. Let me know if there's others we need to get involved. But I'm trying to get somebody from every single field on USA Canada involved with that and already have some Canadians. Um, so feeling really energized coming into August. Leave tomorrow for Indy. Going to be at Shepherd for a week. Um, so good times locally and vocationally. Uh, how about you man
1: yeah Sunday. yeah it's been a fun crazy weird kind of summer so um but some good family things my moved my oldest down to tampa she landed a waitressing gig and it's just i think she's just gonna live down there a year just kind of serve at a restaurant and experience florida beach life and then she'll probably go somewhere else the next year i think she wants to just move around a little bit for the next two or three years um so interesting plan whatever (laughs) like a zomad yeah yeah um my youngest josiah he's about to start sixth grade online so we have Mm. we're pulling out of public schools here for various reasons um been dealing with a bully situation that just won't go away and socially just been lots of anxiety and issues at school. And so we're going to give this online Academy sort of thing. So it's kind of a hybrid of, it's basically like the same thing, you know, during pandemic when public schools kind of went to virtual zoom type stuff for the better part of a year. I mean, this is online school, just like that. So it's not homeschooling. We're not teaching him. It's online schooling. Um, and it's really, we're excited about, uh, it gives us a lot more flexibility with schedules and, you know, cramming his academic time into a certain window and then kind of being done, being able to do other things. So anyway, we're excited about that. Um, family wise. Yeah, that's about it. Um, into local ministry stuff, um, keep trying to sort of engage with the uh, college age crew at our church and figure out how to leverage that, you know, some of that community, some of the connections that are happening there. And I'd be curious to hear how this is going for you and your group, but how do you take them to like the next level of engagement with having maybe smaller groups or, um, you know weekly or bi wait is that every other week or is that twice a week semi-weekly bi-weekly yes. every yes. other week um or whatever but just trying to figure out and of course now we've got like 30 ish in this group but we're about to lose half of that as they kind of go back to school in the next couple of weeks uh so things will shift there but we've also got some momentum happening on the district with young adult stuff um so we're pushing right now the urbana conference but also passion uh unfortunately we kind of um we weren't on the same page with kind of all the leaders weren't on the same page and they started pushing uh the passion thing before i could make a big push for Mm -hmm. you know focusing on the urbana thing so anyway we're gonna have multiple trips so urbana the last few days of december and then three days later some of us will head to passion as well are you going to passion too i am gonna go because i i want to check it out i don't want to i don't want to keep critiquing and uh sort of backhandedly criticizing it um without experiencing it Mm. um and there's enough of our young adults going that it'll be relationally beneficial to go with them i think and uh so cool And from a university, you know, my role with university and helping churches engage with college students, I'm sure there's, there will be things to be learned from it, but it will create, um, like a 10 day stretch
0: of madness that my wife will not appreciate. We're going to have to do a debrief, uh, Urbana debrief and a passion debrief episodes. Yeah. The main event
1: ding 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 in this corner, cage in match, $1,500, the juggernaut every three year conference versus the light limber, $200. Um,
0: it anyway. floats like a butterfly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll cage match him up in January. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the January episode.
1: So, so anyway, uh, district wise, then there's some good things happening. Although it's it's a struggle on our district to really identify young adult ministry leaders, who are those hmm. people if they exist? Um, I'm curious on your district, is it? Are there a lot of youth pastors doing double duty with young adult ministry? Or are there yeah. separate
0: people? Yeah, there's it's both. The majority is is youth pastors or NYI leaders that are that are trying to organize both. Yeah. And we're still, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what it means to have an appointed person to the district council. That's like helping network those conversations. Um, And. so, do you have a college, like
1: kind of the old school language was a college and career ministry director. District district director. It's me. They appointed me. So that's you. Um, Yeah. On our district. So we've got a college career director. That's Teresa Bowden from Westchester Nazarene, um, and then I'm kind of like this um, ex officio guest member of the NY Council as a campus mission rep. So I'm focused more in on our district. I'm focused more on college ministry. She's focused more on overall young adult ministry. I would say.
0: Yeah, the way that they've the way that it's, it's kind of shaken out is I'm a I'm an ex officio member appointed to the council that's the young adult and know, they call me director or coordinator and then what i'm trying to do is just invest in the leadership of the two young adults on the district council nyi council that have been um elected into those roles and 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 then imagining together kind of shaping okay what does this look like on our district let's try some things this year and so i kind of probably
1: nnu students
0: they they're they're both from the same church on our district. It's like two hours away from NNU. One of them is going to be a sophomore at NNU. And one of them is an incoming freshman at NNU. So they're, they're very college age ish. And yeah. so that's, that's an interesting thing. And so what I'm trying to do with them is we're reaching out to our zone NYI reps on the NYI council. And then we're going to have, I'm going to set up zoom conversations with those young adult reps and with the zone reps on the my Council, and talk about who's doing young adult ministry on your zone in our district, who needs to be a part of these conversations, and what do we want to dream together? I think this so is a, what,
1: a, this is a really good conversation, and something we need to figure out how to. And I can I can't tell if this and we've kind of talked about this before. Does this need to come from top down? Like, do we need to get field youth coordinators on board to say? Hey, every field needs a young adult ministry director, and yeah. and they help every district, every DP, every council identify a young adult ministry director, um, and do it like that. Or do we just do you just start with DPS and you just try to encourage DPS to find this person or prioritize this? I, Some districts I, I, have this person already right. identified, but I'd say most do not.
0: I think it it is a uh a- anything you can approach because you're gonna find traction and relationship at different tiers that you just outlined, and I've engaged at all those different levels um and so my push is wherever you've got the relational um credibility and communication, invest there with those you can run with and um don't wait for the top down to happen but broker and network and 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 connect for community um and do it anyway just do it anyway and then and then when the when the train cars are ready to connect up like let's let's don't say we're doing our own thing like let's connect them up together because that's going to happen so make it happen where you can is is my encouragement and, and push. Um, a lot of times I feel like I'm, I'm trying to incite an insurrection because, uh, the top down seems to be, um, sluggish. And so I'm always starting at the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I definitely think, um, like young adult ministry is kind of vamping up, ramping up. I mean, I feel like it's, It's sort of trending, Um, and there was a Fuller Youth Institute article I was just looking at that was talking about how now, because of pandemic, um, there's kind of like this delayed development kind of thing where, you know, now your your freshman in high school may kind of developmentally feel like seventh graders. You know, just that idea that okay, now now a freshman in college. Feels like they're less developed and prepared socially emotionally whatever um so anyway i just think that also is going to add to um just kind of the felt need i think for more and more for young adult college age you know ministry to to be more of a priority um yeah
0: i had i was having a conversation with uh andrea saltelli this last week Hmm. And just bouncing some ideas off of her, and she seemed to really kind of connect and resonate with what I was saying. But I was like, "Look, real quick, us, yeah, where's she at? What church? She's in Lansdale, outside Philly now. Yeah, about forty five minutes outside Philly. She's the she's the her next role. gen, yeah, next gen pastor overseeing children and youth, like anybody with kids in the church, but and then specific oversight with young adult ministry, both college and and older." Okay, so
1: she's one of those umbrella ministry people kind of overseeing the the whole spectrum of children, youth, da 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 da, da. But then practically, she's...
0: Her direct she's, reports are the youth pastor and children's pastor, but she is the young adult pastor. Okay. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Thanks, Jen. yeah, cool. Back to your...
0: Yeah, Anyway, problem. I was just telling her, I was like, look, none of us want, we've resisted young adults being youth group 2.0. Mm-hmm. But we're encountering youth ministry-esque type scenarios, conversations, processes happening with the young adults we're journeying with. And so with that, I take a step back and I just go, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years, 25 years. Maybe I know how to engage this. So maybe I can like, maybe I can glean from some of the lessons of youth ministry while holding an adulthood kind of crown above those that I journey with and and applying the the youth ministry wisdom and experience in the places where it fits but also helping point towards what it means to be an adult in the con- and and encourage the places where that's already happening because it seems to be like a staggered kind of like start thing it's not like a full kind of movement of towards adulthood and when you've got people that are starting you know biologically in adolescence earlier and and lasting longer in sociology with becoming an adult later and they're and they're self kind of identifying as when they're an adult many of them saying it's when i have kids well i mean i know people in their 40s that don't have kids so and and they still want to my chair is sitting down too low and oh whoa oh whoa (laughs) I I told her, I said, I I had a pastor that said to me recently from smaller district, smaller church stuff, he goes, so if people come back to our churches when they start having kids, but they're waiting longer to have kids, how long do you think it'll take people to come back to our churches? How old will they be? And I was like, I've not read any articles on that. (laughs) You know, I was like, dude, let me absorb what you just asked for a second. But the fact that there was a pastor, a lead pastor in a smaller church and smaller community that's going, I'm waiting for people to come back with their kids. But now that's lasting longer. Like he's actually thinking about that. That's a part of how he's processing ministry in his local context. Realizing
1: that that, that posture, that, you know, whatever is not acceptable anymore. Not that it was super acceptable 20 years ago, but it's definitely. I mean yeah, we just run the risk now if they're out and away from the church longer and longer there's less of a chance they ever come back. Yeah. Um but
0: you, now, you said sorry. Actually just, just a, as you were
1: just as you were talking there about, you know, you brought up the youth group 2.0, I just had like this um you know, inner debate, you know, this this process, this argument, this conversation in my head that you know, you know, I went through in about three seconds as you were talking there. But for the first time ever, it occurred to me, okay, I always think youth group 2.0 as a concept is bad, is right. negative. Agreed. But I mean, there are so many things that 2.0 is not necessarily a negative. I mean, 2.0 is different than 1.0. If we're talking about youth group, youth group 2.0 it just for the first time ever I thought maybe youth group 2.0 is not as bad of a thing as I think it is or thought it was or whatever so anyway that was kind of interesting as you were talking I just suddenly thought okay we can be so afraid of youth group 2.0 that Mm. we don't do the things that we know work
0: (laughs) yeah I I think it's building community and yeah let's like let's don't Let's don't default recycle youth ministry because we're being lazy and uncreative. But let's acknowledge that from a sociological standpoint, the journey with young adults is a lot more like journeying with teenagers from years past than it's ever been before, while at the same time acknowledging that they are adults. And so we learn the lessons from what it's meant to be leaders in youth ministry and have compassion and understanding and context for journeying with young adults now recognizing those patterns not diminishing not um not disparaging but just saying no i i I recognize this i'm at home with this i didn't think this is what it was going to be but now that i recognize that we're also still talking about engagement and car insurance and careers and kids and marriage and everything that goes with all of that um but it's like with an older teenager, if, you know, 21 is the new 16 in, in some ways. And that's not fair. That's a generalization. And it doesn't apply to everybody. It is my lived experience with young adults
1: Yeah. today. Yeah. So
0: 2, 2.0, I like what you're saying, because 2.0 doesn't mean you're going back. It means you're creating fixes and patches and updating so that you can be more optimized and effective. Yeah
1: i like that yeah this ministry update uh fixes a little bug that we found in you know um i think i've got a friend at intervarsity who loves the word linkages when it comes to i think s- strategies and systems and ministry approaches finding linkages i can't remember the original article he refers to who is talked it angelo about- no, no. I really like Andrew. Um, that. No, Tom. Um, but I keep I have started now using this word and thinking about it a lot because it's basically the idea of, you know, I think youth group 2.0 has to have more linkage opportunities. Youth Group 1.0, youth group, you can actually do that pretty successfully without a lot of integration into the life of the church. But Youth Group 2.0 needs to have m- many more opportunities for linkage with the whole church. And so there are, you know, more intentional intergenerational type connections or whole church connections, or instead of we're just content to kind of have our own space and our own little silo, we're yeah. doing our own thing. So that's one of the things I think about with uh, the 2.0 thing, because otherwise, if we just do it like we did youth group and we're content to have a pocket of young adults who just hang around in this space and they don't connect much with anyone else in the church or whatever, then we do create the problem that is, okay, well, now as soon as they graduate from college and we level them out of this experience, now they feel
0: lost again because they don't right. know how to go. And that's a problem. And and some of it has to do with like just wanting to connect with peers in the church but not having a space that's in, that's like intentionally doing that. Uh, and now some churches do whether, and that can be a Sunday school space. It can be a small group space. It can be a ministry space or whatever. Um, I'm just noticing within our local context, context, especially, um, there are some that are going, Hey, you know, do you have a young adult ministry? Do you have a young adult, small group? I want to connect with people that are my age is usually kind of the driving motivation behind that. And, um, As you know, I say, no, we, we have a a network and I would love to connect you to people in that network. And here's a couple of places where that happens at connect and lunches monthly. And then we have different stuff and then people do stuff on their own. So you said something earlier um, about connecting people with the church. And I got this from April Manning, but this is the low key emphasis that I'm making now going into the fall. When people ask me about young adult, small groups, whether it's an older adult or it's actually a young adult. I say, hey, um, we don't have any young adult small groups, totally open to doing that, would love to help like resource that, have conversations with you about that. However, what would you think about connecting up with a small group that's already established of maybe some older adults and families? And, and then my sell to them is this, because then you don't have to worry about being there every week. You can just show up once a month if you want to, but you're part of a small group and you can engage as, as much or as little as you'd like based upon your schedule, because that's the struggle get a young adult, small group together and you get a leader or they lead and then they meet intermittently because of real issues in life that are totally legit. So get older people that are running it and then you go take advantage of relationship and discipleship and their food and their hospitality. And let's engage you in the lives of people in the church outside of the building. Hmm. So that's kind of where I'm pushing right now as I'm having those conversations and April Manning out in Yakima is already doing it. go april yeah she's amazing
1: yeah that's great and i i also think you know some folks at smaller churches um don't even experience some some of this smaller churches tend to you know youth teenagers as well as young adults who kind of grow up in a smaller church they just naturally get kind of integrated because there's fewer you know people so these are I'm not sure exactly what size of church gets to be when this really gets to be more of a struggle when you kind of just compartmentalize each age group and keep doing that forever and ever. But um, that's cool. Anyway, back to April. I like that. I like, um, you know, the thought of not, I'm not a big fan of, oh, we've got to have a separate young adult worship experience. Right or we kind of create that church within the church kind of thing. Um I'm not saying that's always bad and I I have seen recently some examples of folks who were who have partnered with the porch. I don't know if you're familiar with the yeah,
0: porch Doug Paget.
1: No, that's Solomon's Porch. No, the porch in Dallas. How many porches with, are there. The porch in Dallas is a young adult ministry of Watermark Church, which is Chris C. Oh, His
0: okay. Church
1: um who's the guy david marvin is kind of the the celebrity young adult pastor dude um so he's got tiktoks and reels and stuff flowing i've
0: never heard of him so i'm not i haven't been influenced yet what's his
1: name so the porch so like in indy um when we had that recent one day conference over at northview church northview is a porch location they've basically franchised out you know, they live stream David Marvin and the porch teaching kind of thing. You can have a night where your young adults come together, you you live stream that teaching, but then probably have your own worship band or whatever. And then have like an, almost like an afterglow, social food, hangout time. It's, it's designing that sort of young adult, which is kind of, you said afterglow. I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, next group after church, um, i don't know where i just heard that oh that might have been ben Ben kramer's interview he was somebody was talking about some of those things um like old time just churchy fellowship things
0: so anyway the
1: porch is a a model and a part of me doesn't like it (laughs) but another part of me is like well it looks like it's working for you all but yeah um i think you definitely have to be uh a particular kind of church with a particular amount of resources and whatever to be able to pull that off i don't think it's
0: feasible for most just the average church that's trying to figure out Young, i've heard i've heard about this now that you're that you're describing it and i've heard about it from young adults and i think the common denominator in the conversations i have about things like this are i want to connect with people my age that can happen lots of different ways. It can happen in big settings and small settings, and so I don't think that any church is at a disadvantage in helping young adults do that if they want to. Um, but yeah, I you know me, I, I tend not to be like. There's always whatever town you're in. There's always one church that's got the young adult worship thing that all the young adults kind of go to. But why do they go there? It's probably because of the relationship with Jesus. And it's probably also because there's a bunch of young adults that are gathering one place and they want to be it's around good, their peers.
1: Good Christian dating
0: scene. Right. But they're going to connect with five to 10 people, just like all folks do. They're going to be their tight-knit group that when they go there, there could be 500 people there, but unless those 10 people are there, nobody was there no. as people. So I think, I think I love learning about stuff like that. Like I need to look into it more um, because I, I think it, it's, it's a great resource. But I just, I don't want the, I don't want the local small church that's going, we don't even have any young adults. Like a Palcon in the workshop, I told him, I was like, this might be you. Do you have a cafe in your community? Do you have a coffee shop? Any type of restaurant? It's probably a young adult working there. You go spend money there. You might even have a Bible study there with people your age. Can you get intentional about thinking about how you interact with the servers and what type of tip you leave? and what your witnesses and community with the people that you're with as a way of expressing young adult ministry in the community, not trying to get them to come to church. Mm-hmm. That's the type of imagination wheel I was trying to engage in the, in the minds of people <clears throat> of engaging with, with young adults. So we're not talking about what we plan to talk about at all
1: in this yet. podcast.
0: Yeah. 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 And what you just
1: said makes me want to talk, I wish Jeremy was here to talk a little bit more about church in action, communities on mission stuff. Um, I really like some of what I'm hearing about that. And I did jump into one of the kind of cohorts with um, Bill Zimmerman. Um, So I've kind of been, I've been given the, you know, the nine week course, the overview um, kind of thing. So I'm ready to launch my own communities on mission.
0: Is it a paid thing? You
1: have to pay for that.
0: Do you have to pay for
1: that? that? Um, Yeah, there's uh, most would have to pay for that. So, gotcha. At least a little bit. Um, I think they wanted me to get experienced and exposed to it. Um, So they gave me an offer. I couldn't refuse, but it was still a commitment of time, like a weekly thing for nine weeks. um, Wow. A couple of hours. Maybe we can a talk about it over go. coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I bring that up because I do think, like you're saying, engage, find young adults in the community. Um, and the community on action thing, the church in action thing, basically, I could put it in a nutshell here. It's instead of inviting people to church, Let's find a cause. Let's find something to do missionally in the community together. Find young adults, or it could be any demographic. It doesn't have to be young adults, but I think this could work with young adults. Find young adults who care about that cause, wherever they're at spiritually, who cares? Whatever. Um, get excited about serving together, doing some things in that cause. As you serve together, you're automatically gonna build some relational equity and community. Then you figure out, oh, is there anybody then that wants to join us? Every other week we serve and on the off weeks, we actually come together and kind of have a Bible study, you know, pray together, just talk about life and whatever. So you give the pitch for the small group community kind of thing. Um, So anyway, you use mission and serving as a way to engage. Mm -hmm. And then you let community, discipleship, eventually maybe even worship gathering corporately, De- develop out of that. St- it's basically flipping the model. Most churches always start with worship. Let's get people to come to our worship and our service. And then if they, you know, want to follow Jesus and dig in a little deeper, they can actually be part of our community. Then they can actually be discipled. Then we can actually equip them to serve and to, you know, the advanced Christian course of mission trips or whatever, you know, domestic foreign whatever. So anyway, it's just start with mission. That, that model. Yeah. Um and I think with young adults and Gen Z,
0: I think that's perfect. Well, I mean I resonate with that.
1: Find a bunch of young adults you who care about something that you also care about in the community, in society, social, you know, justice, poverty, you know, whatever it might be, and just get together and do good together. Um and then see what develops relationally and and be okay with somebody serving with you but never coming to church with you that's okay mm-hmm.
0: dude i listened to a podcast the other day and afterwards i was inspired to write a brand new beatitude are you ready this is see, my new this is see, my new beat my, my my new beat no be careful my new <laughs> that's that is straight up heresy sacrilege. be attitude here okay the missioners shall inherit the church mm-hmm. i think the people that are paying attention to how God's already working the community and joining them there, as a as an intentional act of their discipleship of their evangelism, are the church of the future and the people that are trying to get people to come to church are it's going to fade away. Blessed are the missioners for they shall inherit the church Yeah, the mesh, the missioner shall, shall inherit the church. A missioner. Anybody that's seeking to join the kingdom of God, noticing how God is working and joining him and what he's already doing. And I think a lot of times with church, we just like, we go, oh, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to try to get people to be involved with it. Why are we like, why are we doing that? God's already doing stuff. Pay attention to it and then go join him in the world in that being the church. Hmm. And I, I get excited about that. I need corporate worship i need discipleship i need community i want the sacraments and community like i i need all that stuff i'm not throwing it away or diminishing it it's it's so important it's sacred to me but the emphasis is so much still on on the gathering and on the production and i, I read another article this morning that triggered me about how when when we make our pastor our product
1: it's christian the pastor's, consumerism.
0: yep yeah
1: celebrity worship
0: young adults want community we talk about our pastors we talk about our worship they want community
1: yeah how do we turn some of our you know our average you know young adults who are here and there in our churches and communities how do we turn them into missioners
0: well i began brainwashing them as teenagers when i was a youth pastor that's what oh ask you about what's your